this structure is designed to be appealing to an investor who pays income at the highest levels and wants an annual reduction of that cost, tax cost, so that they can increase their cash flow. Hi, my name is Dave Sanderson. Welcome to the Red Jacket podcast. At Red Jacket, we believe wealth is the fountainhead of flourishing, not just for you and your family, but for a society. We work with clients who want to grow and protect that wealth. And the greatest destroyer of that wealth is taxation, direct taxation, income tax, corporate tax, and indirect taxation, inflation, which is built into the fiat monetary system. On this podcast, we share with you our insights, our experience, and our relationships, not just so that you can fight those forces, but so that you can exploit them. We hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Okay, Ken, let's do uh, an unboxing video for Equigenesis, which is to say, let's keep it at a high level for someone who's brand new to the product. How does this thing work? Right from the point where the client writes the first check for, say, $10,000. Let's use the minimum purchase, and then let's walk through the example. Keep it reasonably tight so just somebody can understand how this product works, and then we'll do another session, and we'll go deep on each of the pieces of the program. Make sense? Sure. Okay. So this structure is designed to be appealing to an investor who pays income at the highest levels and wants an annual reduction of that cost, tax cost, so that they can increase their cash flow. And this program occurs over 10 years and is designed to create that positive cash flow year after year. So in the example you gave, the minimum purchase is 10 units. And because this is high level, I won't go into the details, but you're, you're gonna write a check in the first year on 10 units for $10,000. You will get tax benefits by the end of that year that will save you tax well in excess of that $10,000. So you're gonna have immediate positive cash flow right from day one. But there may be a timing issue in terms of whether you reduce your quarterly installments or get a refund back the following year, but you're gonna save tax every year. Because of the leverage which is built into the structure, which I'll call protected leverage in the sense that it's secured and payable only out of the investment. You get increasing tax deductions, which are primarily based on interest expense, and then some additional related costs from the partnership. But every single year, you're going to write another check. So in the second year, you'll write a check for 14000 We're slowly ratcheting up the payments. But you're going to save tax well in excess of 14000 So already at the end of the second year, you're significantly cash flow positive. Year three, you get to the maximum payment level, meaning you're going to start to pay 18000 a year for every year till the end of the maturity at the end of the 10th year. But you're going to get tax savings that grow year after year after year. And every year, those tax savings will always significantly exceed the cost to, put, to get into the structure. So we're creating growing annual cash flow such that at the end, you put in your pocket, depending on when you buy in the year, somewhere around $150,000.
<clears throat> we then have to figure out how do we optimize the unwind or termination of the structure. Because at the heart of the structure, what makes it work is the deferral of income on your underlying investment so that you get to claim the tax benefits without having to claim the income. So it means that income is growing and growing and growing throughout the entire term of the investment. And if we didn't do anything to tax affect the termination, you would end up suddenly getting all that income to claim at the end. And that would terminate in a very ineffective way, inefficient way. So what we do is we offer several alternatives. We've always offered what we call scenario A, B, and C. But over time, we found that Virtually 100% of investors will opt for scenario C, which is by far the most tax efficient. What scenario C allows you to do is take your investment in these limited partnership units, which has been growing over time, year after year after year. And on maturity, first your loan gets terminated, paid off from the investment, so you're debt free. Then immediately you have the option to exchange your limited partnership units for mutual fund trust units, which fits perfectly within a provision in the Income Tax Act, which is designed to encourage you to take these types of investments and tax effectively donate them to a charity. So first you unwind the debt, pay off your debt. Second, you exchange and donate. So, sorry, you exchange limited partnership units for mutual fund trust units, then you donate to a charity. And the net proceeds that go to the charity of your choice, the charity keeps. And when they liquidate those units and they get cash in their bank account, the charity then issues you a charitable donation receipt equal to the cash. So at that point, you've avoided the huge tax liability that would have otherwise occurred. You've created huge value for a charity or charities of your choice. And you end up cash positive at that point by somewhere around two hundred and thirty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay, let's let's stop there. <clears throat> Perfect. What is it what is it let's put it in real terms for the client? That client wrote a check in year one for ten thousand dollars. They buy units, meaning they're buying units of a limited partnership. Correct. But they didn't just buy 10,000 bucks worth of units that year. Correct. They bought $330,000 worth of units in that first year. Exactly, yes. The other 320,000 was a loan. Correct. Correct. Okay. So you write a check for 10, you get a loan for 320. The loan is limited recourse, meaning there's no recourse to the investor. Correct. Recourse only to the units. The units are pledged. So. No worry about coming after the investor. And it's that $320,000 loan that generates all the tax deduction because that loan has an interest rate of what on it? That loan has an interest rate, which is starts at about 11%, drops to 10% after three years. And that 11%, for example, in the first year, that's an interest expense in that year. And that's the majority of the deduction in that year. Yes, except in the first five years, you're also able to deduct a significant amount of the dollars that you write a check for right. in the form of issue costs. Right. So you'll get both, but over time, it becomes primarily the interest expense. 
So if somebody writes a check in January, let's say, they're going to get the entire year's worth of interest expense. Their deduction against marginal income at the end of that year is going to be about $40,000, right? Their deduction will be about forty. So I write a check for ten. I deduct forty from my in Ontario fifty three point five three marginal income tax rate. I just saved over twenty grand there. I'm up ten grand in the first year. Correct. This goes on for the life of the check writing. You're gonna write ten, fourteen in the second year, eighteen thousand in the third year. Correct. You add up all those, and we'll talk about this, but you subtract a little income that comes back from the portfolio, which is set, your total check writing is $128,000, correct? Net. Over 10 years, That's after this deducting client, the income. Correct. After deducting what comes back, but not after deducting the big interest expense on their tax return. They're going to write checks for 128. They're going to be out of pocket 128, correct? Yes. But they're getting these major deductions every year that are mostly made up of interest expense, which is a very basic deduction, so long as the money is being used to invest. We'll talk about that. And all those deductions add up to, what, 700000 against income? Correct. Well, if you take 700000 from your top-line income, you just saved yourself $350,000 in tax. Correct? Correct. So you got 350 that you didn't pay in tax. You're out 128. There's your delta of 222, right? So your cash flow positive, all that money, correct? Over 10 years. Somebody who buys the minimum number of units is up 250 thousand dollars in 10 years. That's real cash. You got to make 500 to put 250 in your bank account. That's that's. So, so, so that's the basic product, right? We just, we just ran through at a very high level what's in it for somebody to keep listening to here. And that cash flow, I want to point out, it's after tax cash flow, right? These are tax savings. So this isn't as if you've invested in another more conventional investment, received the income and then had to pay tax on it. So right. you're left with half. These are tax savings that you would have otherwise written checks to the government for. I love that because you otherwise would have reported 700 in income and written checks to the government for 350. So the question is, where's the 350 go? The answer is beautiful. Well, 250 of it goes in your bank account and a hundred of it goes to your charity of choice that actually gets used in that charity. That's, that's where we hear it's too good to be true, right? Instead of sending 350 in, you're keeping 250 and sending hundred to to your charity. But we think in this environment where people are are significantly more conscious and they're environmentally conscious, mm -hmm. they're socially conscious, they, this allows them an extremely tax efficient way to help society while they help themselves. They're going to give real money in cash to a charity or charities that they choose for causes they believe in. At the same time, they're gonna put a quarter of a million dollars of what would otherwise have been sent to the government in their pocket. So, so this fits. I always look at it like, who is going to buy this? Well, first of all, you have to have marginal income. You have to have uh, income at 53 or so. You want to be using to get the maximum value. Right? Right. 
Correct. You also have to have income for the next 10 years. It's a 10-year program. We could talk about getting out of it early, which is possible, but have income that you can see for 10 years. Now, maybe you're not going to be working for those 10 years, but if you're extracting from your RSP, you can Correct. do that too, right? Because that's taxable when you pull it out. Right. Thanks very much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions or maybe you have something to add to the conversation, we're at redjacket.ca. And on the website, you'll see the phrase relationships matter. We really believe that and encourage you to start one with us. Thanks again for listening.